Hello and welcome to the Verdant Growth Daily, where we usually give you the news, tips, and tools you need to live echo, but not today. No, sir, not today. Today is going to be the first time that I am going to try doing something that I am going to be calling Fun Day Monday. Fun Day Monday, that's right. I decided to start doing this because I was talking with a friend recently, and one of my friends recently came to me and he was like, man, my friend's Mark. If you guys want to know my friend Mark, he's a very good friend of mine, former roommate. And he came to me and he said, you know what? If you're doing this daily every day, you are going to burn out, man. You are going to be burning out so quick, and then you're just going to hate YouTubing. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, like, I don't feel like I'm doing a lot with the daily. Like, it takes me 10 or 15 minutes a day to film the daily, and then another 10 or 15 minutes to post it. So I didn't feel like it was that hard. So I was like, eh. But then I thought about it. I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe if I continue this, and I try to push myself to do this even five days a week for the next year, that might start to take a toll on me. So I started to think about it. How can I how can I change that? I didn't want to give up doing a, at least 5 days a week. That was something that I promised myself I wanted to do. And so that was something that I wanted to keep. And so I thought, okay, maybe I can take a day and I can do something different. I can take a day to do something totally different from what I'm doing on all the other days to make it more fun and exciting. And so that was when I thought of an old, uh, well, he's not old, he's the same age as me, but a YouTuber slash pro gamer that I used to watch a lot. I used to watch him all the time. His name is Day9. He's a StarCraft player, or he was a StarCraft player. Now he's just a gamer and an online personality. But he did back in the day with StarCraft, something that he called Fun Day Monday. So I borrowed that idea from him, and I've decided that I am going to be doing Fun Day Monday on this channel. So for today, for the very, very first Fun Day Monday, I wanted to take it easy. I want to take it super easy and relax, and I thought about the fact that one of the reasons that I'm doing this daily is that I want people to get to know who I am. I want people to feel like they can connect with me and get to know me on a personal level. I want people to be able to tune into my stream and be like, yeah, Eugene, he's my friend, he's my buddy, he's my guy. I want people to to feel comfortable with me. And so I decided that because I haven't really talked too much about myself and who I actually am on this daily, that that is probably going to be something that's going to prevent me a little bit from connecting with my audience. So that's what I decided to do today. Today, we're just going to talk about me. We're going to talk about me, and I'm going to tell you who I am and why I'm doing this. So let's start with the basics. Let's get the easy stuff out of the way right now. So I am currently 35 years old. I was born and raised in San Francisco, and for most of my life, I was homeschooled. I didn't go to school. I went to kindergarten, and then after that I was homeschooled all the way up until I was 16, at which point I passed the high school the high school proficiency exam and started attending junior college. I went to junior college for a bunch of years, 
thinking about what I wanted to do. I kind of like doing math stuff. So I decided, you know what? All right, I've been in junior college now for two or three years. I need to transfer to a, another university. What am I going to major in? Math I liked well enough, and it's something I had always continued with. So I was like, let's be a math major. My math teacher was like, no, Eugene, don't, don't, don't do that. You don't want to be a math major. You're going to end up either teaching or you're going to end up doing research somewhere. Either way, you're going to be poor. Don't be a math major. Take some science classes. Maybe take some uh, en- uh, some physics classes. We have a really good physics professor here. Take some chemistry classes and see it, see how you like it. Try it out. It's it's a lot like math, but it's a little more practical. So I said sure. So I went and I signed up for physics physics classes the next semester with a professor at my junior college who was actually a Harvard graduate. He actually inspired me a lot when I was about, I would say about 18 years old, 19 years old. And I, I was so inspired by him that I just decided I loved physics. It was like the math stuff that I loved. Plus it was using it practically, right? Trying to figure out if you launch a ball from here with that much force, where it's going to land, electricity, how electricity moves through circuits and things, Uh, heat transfer, how does heat move through different objects, and all of it could be described with math. And I was like, this is awesome. I love this. This is it. This is what I'm going to major in. So I went the next day to my physics professor and I said, professor, I am going to major in physics. My physics professor took a long look at me and he goes, don't do that to yourself. No, you don't want to do it. You're going to either end up doing research or you're going to be being a professor. You're not going to make any money. Don't major in physics. And so at this point, I was just like, God, no, why? I wanted to be a math major. And they told me not to be a math major. Now I want to be a physics major. And now they're telling me not to be a physics major. My professor was like, Try some engineering courses. Take some engineering courses, and it's kind of like physics, but you're going to make a lot more money because it's a lot more practical. And so I said, okay, sure, whatever, fine, I'll do that. So I started taking engineering classes, and guess what? He was right. I ended up loving engineering because it becomes even more practical than physics. Physics is very, very practical at the lower levels, but the harder physics gets, the more you start getting into things like string theory and like black holes and stuff that we don't really use or need to think about in our everyday life. But engineering was really, really practical, right? How to design engines that are very efficient. How to build a bridge so that it doesn't fall down, right? Very practical stuff, which for me was awesome. I loved it so much. I was like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And finally, my professor was like, yes. My engineering professor, he was a very good guy. And he told me, yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good to go. You should transfer in, in engineering. And so I did. So I chose mechanical engineering and I transferred to UCLA after five years or so in junior college. But because I had started a little bit early, I was about 22 years old when I started in my third year at UCLA because I was a transfer student. I started at UCLA. I spent three years at UCLA studying mechanical engineering, which I really, really enjoyed. But it meant I had no social life for the most part. For the most part, I was, I I had friends that were in the engineering program. But if I wasn't in lessons or studying in the library, I was probably at home playing video games or something because, yeah, I was a nerd. And that's what I enjoyed doing. 
Um, basically, after I graduated with my mechanical engineering degree, I worked for a year at an engineering company where I learned a lot about, um, we managed a geothermal power plant, so I learned about geothermal power production. Uh, we also had some projects with um, propane tank monitors and things like that. So I got a little bit of engineering experience there. But I decided, you know what? If I'm doing an engineering career, like I'm going to have a hard time making any changes later if I start my career right now. And I kind of wanted to live abroad. So that was when I decided, you know what? I think I'm going to try to live in another country for a while. My mom is Korean, and I had never properly learned to speak Korean, so I decided, hey, let's go to Korea. Why not? Let's go be an English teacher in Korea for a year. So I signed up to do that, and I ended up living in Korea for about two years, maybe two and a half years, both doing an English teacher and working at a guest house. So my Korean got to the point where I was okay. I was a little bit conversational. At that point, my mom was like, okay, Eugene, you spent your time in Korea. All right, come home, and let's get a real job now. Chop, chop. Maybe not yet, I said. Maybe not yet. I feel like I just got to Korea. I feel like I haven't even been out of the States that long. I still want to live outside of the States, but after being in Korea two years, I kind of know what's up. I kind of know what's going on here. And so I decided to leave Korea and go to Japan, where I had visited uh, just traveling from Korea. And so I got to Japan. I, I, I had nothing. I literally came to Japan and uh, I literally just crashed at a friend of a friend's house when I came to Japan. And this guy was super nice. He was a guy from Spain by the name of Felix. He's amazing and awesome. And he basically said, you know what? You can sleep on my floor. Like, you don't even have to pay me any money. Just, just come and just sleep on my floor. It's fine. I don't even care. And... He was so nice. That was so nice of him to do. And that is what basically allowed me to come to Japan because I came here with like almost nothing, just basically a couple of bags with clothes and things in them and a few books and not much money. And I was able to find a job here as an English teacher. And so basically that is the job that has carried me basically to this day. Well, up until about last year when the coronavirus hit. I met someone here. I got married. I have a daughter here. And then coronavirus hit. I was getting all packed up and we were getting ready. We were applying for the visas for my wife and my daughter. We were going to try to move back to America so I could finally start a year in engineering after six years of Japan and two and a half years in Korea. And coronavirus hit. So coronavirus hit and that meant that, well, we can't move yet. It delayed the visas, and it basically left me with half a job. One of the schools that I was teaching at was still letting me teach. Um, but it basically left me with half a job, a whole lot of time, and a lot of time just at home. And so that was when I started thinking about, as an engineer, what is, what's the kind of things that I want to do in engineering? And what are the kinds of jobs that I would want in engineering? And I love nature. As a kid, I used to go camping all the time with my family. We used to do a lot of skiing, a lot of hiking. We had a lot of animals at home. I, I loved animals. I loved nature. I loved all of that stuff. So I thought, you know what? 
I want to be part of the solution to climate change. I want to be helping convert everybody to renewable energy. And so in researching that kind of stuff, I started to realize that my life is not all that environmentally friendly. I don't have a life that is actually good for our climate. And so that was when I started to look into this kind of uh, environmentally friendly living and that kind of stuff. And this is when I came across Joshua Spodek's podcast, Leadership and the Environment, now rebranded to This Sustainable Life. That podcast and listening to Josh and hear Josh um, talk about how he challenged himself to give up all food packaging in his life for a week and ended up continuing that. How he ended up quitting uh, flying in an airplane for a year in 2016 and then just never flew in an airplane again. How he took on all of these different environmental challenges, but in doing them, none of them ended up feeling like sacrifices. And they were all things that he ended up wanting to continue doing just because he realized how nice it was to use less electricity how much he connects with himself more and about how much he realizes his own personal values more um, when he lived more sustainably. And so listening to his podcast and hearing him talk about how if there's something that you feel like you should do in your life to make your life better, you should just act. You should just do it. Don't wait. Don't sit and think about, oh, what can I do? Maybe is this the right thing? I don't know if I'm doing the right thing at all. Just act. Just do it. Just start doing it and you'll learn as you go. And so I had been studying all of this stuff and I had ended up like making notes and like writing down a lot of notebooks and like Google uh, documents to keep all this stuff down. And I was like, you know what? If I'm writing this stuff down, I should be putting this out there on the internet for other people to see as well. I should be showing other people what I'm learning because maybe other people can make use of the stuff that I'm learning. And so that plus Josh's podcast, led me to think, okay, let's do this. Let's start a blog. So I decided to start a blog, and that was where Verdant Growth was born. I decided to start this podcast and this blog and this daily all because of that. I just decided, you know what? I want to try to influence more people to live more environmentally friendly, and I feel like I can help people do that. And so that was what I did. And that has brought me to this moment today, where I am now actively trying to do everything I can to try to encourage more people to change, while at the same time trying to get back to America to start a career in engineering. My thinking basically goes like this. With engineering, we can create technical solutions to climate change. We can solve problems like getting away from coal and switching from coal to renewable sources like solar energy or wind energy. But that doesn't solve another problem. And that problem is the social aspect, the cultural aspects of waste and thinking about how we deal with our garbage. Because if we don't deal with those things also, we can keep trying to solve things through technology. But it's just going to be constantly trying to fix something where the base is broken, right? If we're not actively thinking about 
how can we change our lives to reduce the amount of things that we need while we keep thinking about all of our things as being disposable, that we can just buy things and just throw them away when we're done. And we just buy new stuff all the time, new clothes when there's new fashions that come up, buy all the newest clothes, buy the newest iPhone every time it comes out. We're going to increase so much of the planet's garbage. Like, there is no technical solution to this at some point. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but that... that if you got, just in case you guys can hear a flute, that would be my daughter practicing in the next room over because she's currently staying home from school and doing like classes from home. Anyway, it's, it's cool. We let it go because it's fun day Monday. It's fun day Monday and we, and we just enjoy. Um, so where was I? So yes, technical solutions are not the answer to everything. We can't just keep putting a Band-Aid on and putting a Band-Aid on and putting a Band-Aid on things. We have to fix the base problems. And that is that people, especially people in America, waste way too much. All Americans, on average, use resources like we had four planet Earths. If everybody in the world used resources like Americans do... There is no technical solution that's going to save us. We are way past using the amount of resources that the planet can sustain. So we need to change both technical and social aspects. I realize now that I'm getting into echo conversation, so I'm going to kind of take a step back from that here really soon. But yes, that was my thing. That was brought, what brought me to where I am with Verdant Growth today. So I hope you guys... Uh, were interested in hearing that history. I don't know how many of you guys actually were interested in knowing what or who I am and why I've come to doing this today. But that's it. That's that's the history for you. For anyone else who wants to know any other things about me, I tried to think today about what kind of things would people want to know about me? Maybe my likes and my hobbies and things. So I can give you guys those really, really quick. Um, but I feel like those kinds of things can be really, get really, really boring, really, really fast. So I'm going to do it super, super quick in bullet points. I'm a musician. I play piano, violin, and viola, a little bit of guitar, love playing classical music. I love video games. I've loved video games ever since I was a little kid. I played original Nintendo, uh, and just played games throughout pretty much my entire life. My favorite video game is Starcraft and Starcraft 2. Those games pretty much because they're the most difficult game on planet Earth to me. I, I don't think that there is any game that is more difficult than StarCraft II. It's like, it, it takes all the difficulty of chess and combines it with like the dexterity of like a pianist to try to be able to do, to try to play this game. It's so ridiculously hard to do. And so I enjoy how difficult it is. Um, other things, uh, I don't know what are other things that people could know. I love Star Wars. Star Wars is one of my big, uh, I don't know whether to call it influences in life or just one of the things that I really, really love. Just one of the many dorky things that I love in life. And, um, I feel like that's, that's like all I can think of right now. If you guys want to know anything else, tweet at me. Just, just ask me, just get out there, ask me on Twitter, or if there's anybody live in the video right now that is either watching me online and you have questions for me throw them out there throw them out there and i'll answer whatever questions that come in 
One last thing that I thought that we could do is I could pull up a list of get to know you questions and just pull out some of them at random. So I think that's what I'm going to do today. And let's just do that for like a couple of minutes because I've already been recording this for like like over 20 minutes now. So this has just been a really, really long discussion about who I am. And for those of you who just don't care, then maybe this, this podcast is going to be a little bit long. But then I guess for you guys, you guys can just skip it. You guys can just turn it off. That's fine. It's cool. So let's do it. Let's do it. I don't even care. We're going to get right into it. We're going to do getting to know you questions. So here we go. First question. Let's grab a random one. Um, if you had to start a new career tomorrow, what would it be? I think this one is is pretty well already been covered right it's pretty much what i was talking today my dream career is going to be one where i'm working as an engineer in developing technical solutions for take taking down climate change right for me one of the biggest problems that we have right now for fighting climate change is that our energy production right now is completely not sustainable. We get most of our power from coal and fossil fuels, and that just needs to stop. So one of the big things that engineers can do right now is to just start greening the grid, helping us switch to solar, wind, helping with storage solutions, anything like that. That would be a great uh, career that I think I would be super, super happy with. What is something that you thought was true that you no longer believe? Um, man, that's a tricky one. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is that you can't fix everything with technical solutions. When I was in engineering school, I used to think that as an engineer, we could fix everything by just by just finding solutions, right? People people using too much electricity. Okay, let's swap them all with LED light bulbs. Um, people who use gasoline cars. Okay, let's switch them with electric cars, right? Just just getting more technical solutions. We can fix all the problems. Um, but I no longer believe that. I do think that there needs to be some level of change from people. Uh, here we go. Uh, what is your worst? trait your worst trait oh man that's a good one uh i think that i'm a little bit of a perfectionist i think that sometimes i try too hard to want to do the right thing and want to do it perfectly so much that it prevents me from just doing it from just 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 going just just you got to just do it you got to just jump in there and you got to just do stuff Um, and not worry so much about trying to be perfect all the time. Um, If the world knew me for one thing, it would be... uh, If the world knew me for one thing, it would probably be kindness. I think that I would want people to remember me as somebody who was kind respectful, intelligent, and did everything he could to try to change the world for the better, to try to influence other people, to try to be better people. And to do that not by just telling them what to do, but by showing them how to be more kind, how to be more empathetic, how to be uh, more understanding of others. Yeah. 
let's see another random one uh what's your favorite book to read my favorite book to read oh god okay yeah that one's pretty easy i love the harry potter series i'm not gonna lie i've read the entire harry potter series like probably 15 times i love the harry potter series um if i wanted to give a little bit more of an adult answer i would say the martian the martian recently was a great book it was like the perfect book for me it was like the engineer in survival mode that gave all the tiny nitty-gritty details of of how he's surviving on mars i loved that book i i could not stop reading that book i could not put it down if i wanted to go non-fiction if i wanted to go non-fiction Ah, that's a hard one, too. I'll come back to that one, I think. I'm not sure. I've got a lot of good nonfiction books that I like. Let's go another random one. I'll do maybe two or three more questions, and then we're going to end this daily because I've been going on for quite a while now. I think I'm at like, yeah, I'm almost at 30 minutes. So let's grab a couple more. Um, Have you had a nickname? What is it? Uh, Yes. So when I was younger... Uh, my best friend, Mike, who I love to death, uh, he used to always, uh, take Eugene and combine the gene part with genius. And, and they would, I had a, he started that among some of my friends calling me Eugenius, which was not meant as a compliment most of the time. Most of the time that would follow me falling off of a skateboard or something like that. But yes, that was that was one of my uh, nicknames. I can't think of any other ones. A lot of people used to just call me Bible, too, when I was a kid, just because my last name is Bible, and it's an interesting, weird last name. So a lot of people used to call me Bible. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's grab another random question. If you were a superhero, what powers would you have? Okay, fine. If I was a superhero, the power that I would have, I would really like to have teleportation. I think that's because I live here in Japan and I don't get to see my family and friends back home as often as I'd like to. And if I were to able to, if I were to be able to just transport, just teleport anywhere I want, anytime, that would just be so nice. I would be, I would be traveling all over the world all the time and seeing so much stuff. That would be, that would be my superpower. I love teleportation. Uh, a couple more. What's your favorite zoo animal? Elephants. Elephants are awesome. I love elephants. They're so smart. Uh, and they make me, and it makes me so sad every time I see like stories in Africa of like somebody killing an elephant. I hate those. Makes me so sad. Uh, let's see. Do you love or hate roller coasters? I love roller coasters. I didn't as a kid, but now I'm all about the roller coasters. Uh, we went to Universal Studios Japan recently. We rode the flying dinosaur where you, where it's like, it's got a chair like this that you, that you sit in and then the chair like takes you like this. So you're just like, you've got your legs and your feet dangling. Like you've been snatched up like by a, uh, a, a pterosaur and it just like takes you off like that. It's, it's pretty awesome. Love it. Um, let's see. Next question. Is your glass half full or half empty? My glass is always half full. I'm such a positive person. I love to think 
positively about things. Hate to look at things from a negative perspective. Um, uh, what do you do to keep fit? What do you do to keep fit? Uh, right now, I've actually been pretty good recently about continuing. Uh, keeping fit is something that I haven't been very good at doing my entire life. When I was younger, I did a lot of Aikido, which is a Japanese martial art, and I used to skateboard a lot. Uh, and then there was a time period when I was about 16 to 17 where I went to the gym, like, religiously. I was there, like, three times a week, and that was probably when I was in the best physical condition of my entire life. But, uh, recently it's like, I'm always on, like, I'll start working out and I'll get on a schedule where I'm, like, working out for, like, six months and I end up always falling off it. But recently I've been really good. Recently what I've done is I started applying the five-minute rule to my exercise. If I do five minutes a day, I'm good. And, uh, what happens is that on most days you end up doing more than five minutes. You end up doing more than five minutes. So every day I aim for five minutes of exercise and five minutes of viola practice. Because you cannot talk yourself out. You can't, you can't make any excuses, right? You can't say, I didn't have five minutes to exercise today. You always have five minutes to exercise. So that's been my thing that I've been continuing for a while now. Uh, I said a couple more before, but I, but now I just keep going because I'm actually kind of enjoying this. This is actually kind of fun. I'm gonna do okay. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do three more. We're gonna do three more, and then we're gonna call it done. I, uh, let me check chat too to make sure that nobody's asking any questions in chat. No, no questions in chat. That's fine. Here we go. What was your first job? My first job was working as a library page. A library page is uh, somebody who works at the library and basically reshelves all the books. Let's reshelve all the books. It's an extremely good job. I enjoyed that job so much. I mean, it it paid well for being 16 years old, and um, it's really relaxing. It's really meditative. You just you just sit there and you just put books back on the shelf and just like straighten all the books and just make sure that all the books that are like sticking out at odd angles and things, just like making sure that they are all like perfectly aligned and making sure that every book is in perfect alphabetical order. God, I love that. Oh, it feels so good. Even to this day, when I go to bookstores or when I go to the library, I will just start like straightening the books. Just, just that all the spines are perfectly even. Oh, that feels so good. Or I'll just like, or I'll just like sort a book that's in the wrong spot. If the book is in the wrong spot, I'll like, I'll reshelve that right back into alphabetical order so quick. I'm so good at putting things in alphabetical order. You have no idea. I'm a master of alphabetical order. Okay, uh, two more to go. Two more to go. How many languages do you speak? I speak three languages in order from best to worst. It would be English, Japanese, and then Korean. My English is pretty good being from America. My Japanese is pretty good since my wife and my daughter uh, pretty much only speak Japanese at home. Our our household, we speak Japanese at home all the time, though that'll probably change once we move to America. So my Japanese needs to be very, very good to be able to communicate with my wife and daughter. And my Korean is conversational. My Korean is conversational. Two years in Korea did that for me. Though I'd really love to get back to studying. Okay, random. One last question. Let's fly around. Uh, what's a good one? Let's let's find a good one. A good one. Um. Mm. <laughs> uh, that one's that's too easy. 
too easy. I'm, I'm trying to find like a good, juicy, meaty question that, that everyone would actually be curious to know. Um, hmm. Okay, okay, let's do this one. Uh, this one a little cliche. It might be a little bit cliche, but if you had to be stuck on a desert island, what three items would you take with you? This question's probably a little bit cliche, but uh, let's tackle it. Why not? Let's get it out of the way. Uh, three items I would take with me on a desert island. Um, I'm going to make the assumption here that uh, that I'm going to need to survive on my own and that there's not like it's not like my, my favorite CD and my favorite book, stuff like that, like actually things that I'm going to be using to survive on the island. So um, I'm going to say that it would be maybe a knife, a good knife to be able to cut a lot of things with. That would be really good. Uh, rope, because I think rope is probably just one of the most important things that you could use to 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 survive like just being able to connect things together is something that is very very uh underrated in our world right now like can you think about that if we couldn't connect things together with rope at some point in time we probably wouldn't have gotten this far uh man and one other thing that i would need for survival one other thing that i could use for survival Man, that's tough. Huh. I don't know. There's there's part of me that wants to say something like a like a fry pan or something just because I just feel like that would just make life so much easier. Like assuming I could build a fire and all that stuff. Can you imagine like there would just be like some foods that you can't cook? Maybe maybe that. But you know what? If we wanted to just go like really if you just want to take the easy the easy answer a fully charged smartphone with cell reception. Boom, you're done. That's it. You can get off the island anytime you want. You have the survival stuff that you need, and then you have a cell phone to just call people whenever you are in actual danger. You could do that. Man, that's that. now I'm going to start thinking about this all day. Because as cliche as this question is, I've never actually given it the time of day. I've never actually given it the time to sit down and think about, huh, what would I actually answer to this? So, hmm, I don't know. Anyway, you know what? I think I've been talking for long enough. That was 35 minutes of me talking about myself. I hope that some of you guys out there enjoyed that. I hope some of you guys were interested to know who I am. And I would love it. I would really appreciate it if you guys would just go out and um, either on Twitter or send me an email, um, send me a or a comment on my blog uh at verdantgrowth.blog. If there are questions you want me to answer, just throw them up there. Even if they're fun, stupid questions like, what's your favorite color, Eugene? Green. Um, if you have just a question like that, just throw it out there. Throw it out there, and I will answer future questions on future episodes of Fun Day, of fun day Monday. Yeah, Fun Day Monday. Uh, originally, I was thinking Fun Day Friday, just to get the alliteration of the FF, Fun Day Friday. But, but Fun Day Monday, it just sounds so good. It just has that nice ring to it. So yeah, future episodes of Fun Day Monday, where we're just going to be talking about whatever the heck I feel like talking about that day. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I've got no questions in chat, so I think that's that's it. We're going we're gonna to wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you want to come and interact with me live, then be sure to subscribe to my channel on YouTube and hit the notification bell so that you can know when I go live. You can also find me on social media at all the places down below in the description box or on the screen. Be sure to send me messages, and I would love to hear from you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on this fun day Monday, the first ever fun day Monday. Really, really appreciate it, you guys. Eugene and Verdant Growth, out.